Welcome to Creation Anew, everybody. I'm Randy Weddle. I'm your host for this podcast. I am the pastor of two churches in Indiana. The first church is Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana. And the second church is Mount Pleasant Christian Church of Hall, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And the reason why we do this podcast is so that we can challenge believers with the claims of Christ so that they will grow in their faith. But we also want to challenge non-believers with the claims of Christ so they can make an honest decision about the Lord Jesus. We talk about all kinds of stuff here, so why don't you join us? Ready? Let's go. Well, hello again, everybody. Randy Weddle here with Creation Anew. I'm so glad that you're with me today. What in the world are we going to talk about? Well, uh, what I would like to talk about is how we as believers can help a brand new believer launch into his or her faith. So let's think of a situation where someone has just trusted Christ and what what can we do to help them? Now, there isn't like a step-by-step manual in Scripture for this. It isn't like, okay, someone trusted Christ, now you go to step A. There isn't anything necessarily like that. There are principles in Scripture, and we can talk about those things too. But I want to start off with something that... um, that I'm getting a, I'm getting kind of the foundation for in scripture but it's not like some kind of specific mandate from scripture I hope that makes sense to you some of the things that I want to present um, come from my own experiences number one as a believer in Jesus but number two as a pastor and uh, so you're gonna hear me say I think all right Whenever I'm saying I think, a lot of times I can see something possibly in Scripture that that kind of points to um, something, but it may not be overt. So, um, so you're getting my opinion whenever I say I think. All right, and the principle of what I'm going to talk about is found in Luke chapter 7, and we can go over to verse 36. Now, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but here's the account. Here's what happens. Um, there's a Pharisee that, um, that asked Jesus to come and eat with him. So Jesus goes to this Pharisee's house, and he's going to eat with this Pharisee. And there is a woman who comes And it just says in verse 37 of Luke 7 that she was a sinner. That's all we really know. We don't know what she's done. Don't know anything else, really. And it said that she learned that Jesus was at this Pharisee's table in the Pharisee's house. And that she brings some perfume with her. So what is she going to do here? Well... If you think of of reclining at a at a a, a first century table um, in in Palestine, you might think of the people as either 
like sitting on their hip with their legs extended out you know like their legs to the side or you could think of them maybe as as kind of laying possibly on their on their stomach with their their legs behind them and it sounds like Jesus may have been actually reclining on his stomach or maybe you know somehow or another his legs were behind him okay and it says that this woman is standing behind him at his feet and she's weeping so we know that she's broken there's something wrong we don't know exactly what it is and it says that she began to wet his feet with her tears and then she started wiping Jesus's feet with her hair with the hair of her head it says that she was kissing his feet and and putting perfume on his feet now this may sound kind of strange in our day um, but in Jesus's day it was not abnormal it was very normal to offer your house guests a place or an opportunity to wash their feet because um, they weren't really necessarily a shoe-wearing society and you walked around and dust and dirt and all kinds of stuff would would get on you so if you were to enter somebody's house it was customary to wash your feet or it was um, hospitable to wash the feet of your guests now the 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 person who usually did this would be a servant uh, it was a lowly position but that's for another time but this woman is humbling herself she's weeping she's broken and she is symbolically washing and drying Jesus' feet she's doing something of service to him now Jesus responds to this woman if we go down a little bit further um, Jesus says something to her and we're gonna skip quite a bit of of the text here but in verse 48 of Luke 7 Jesus says this to her your sins have been forgiven now there's something here that we can imp we can uh, imply or we can assume and I think safely assume that this lady is broken over her sins even the Pharisee knew she was a sinner now there's speculation of what she was some people may say that she was a prostitute you know I, I, I the text doesn't necessarily say so we can't really say but it was something to make her broken it was something that was that the Pharisee knew about and Jesus knew about it too but it's safe for us to assume here she's broken over her sin and she is coming along and in her symbolic act of washing and drying Jesus's feet and putting perfume on him she is calling upon him for mercy how do I know that because Jesus responds to her and says your sins have been forgiven you see just as a side note this is one of the reasons why I have trouble with sinners prayers 
because we sometimes make a formula out of these things but really what we should be encouraging is that an individual calls upon Christ using their own words that doesn't mean we can't in you know help them along but we can't put Jesus into the box of a sinner's prayer because this woman doesn't really say anything but her heart is speaking to Jesus and Jesus understands her heart and he says your sins have been forgiven oh, that's a wonderful story this woman has just gotten saved and Jesus goes on further and he says he says this and this is in verse uh, verse 50 and he said to the woman your faith has saved you go in peace now this leads us to where I want to where, where I want to go today and that is one of the first things that we can do whenever someone has trusted in Jesus Christ I think is to look them in the eye and to tell them exactly what has happened to them do you understand that because of what you've done here Jesus has forgiven your sins I think it's a great question to ask did you know now that your sins are gone and to let them ruminate on that now we don't really encourage getting quiet and slowing things down and processing what happens in our lives but I think that this is very very important that we encourage people who have believed in Jesus that they would ruminate on this that they would ponder what has happened to me and that we would with all confidence as you know if we lead them to Christ we can look up at them and say I want to let you know that because you ask Jesus for mercy he has given you your request your sins are gone and you can go in peace I think that is stunningly helpful to a new believer to to see them eye to eye to catch eye contact and to say this is what's happened to you because of of you believing in Jesus now think about that for a moment and let let that sink in to you just that simple thing to help somebody understand what has happened to me what what has taken place and to let them know that you are confident that they are now a believer because you've witnessed what has taken place you know we can also talk about this this is very helpful for you know encouraging uh, a seasoned believer too because sometimes we you know seasoned believers will go did I really believe in Jesus and it's good for us to go back and to say yeah 
yeah, um, I know that you did. Because maybe I saw it or I witnessed what happened. That's good for us to do. That's good for the person. But for a new believer, it, it allows them to kind of go over this over and over in their head. I'm, I have to tell you, I am not uh, someone who, who, you know, necessarily takes in a ton of information quickly. I have to process some things. And I have to go over it in my mind and, you know, maybe even repeat it to myself or, or think it over and over again. Some people are like that. By the way, that's called pondering or, um, you know, meditating. Not the Eastern meditation, but meditating on something that has happened. Thinking about it, pondering it, ruminating on it, letting it churn in your mind. And I think that one of the ways that we can really help a brand new believer is to help them mentally chew on what has taken place whenever they call upon Christ. And even to give, some, give them some time to think it through. Maybe, you know, um, give them a day and encourage them. Think about what has happened here. Think about the fact that your sins are gone. That you'll never bear the penalty for your sins. I think we can really help people. So, to answer the question straight up, and I'd like to take a few more episodes and talk about some things here, about Christian growth, about helping new believers. One of the first things that we can do, that we sometimes overlook, is just encourage someone to know that yes this event just happened to you and this is what it means all right guys that's all i've got for today i really want to thank you for spending uh, these moments with me if you uh, want to hear more episodes from creation anew you can do so there are several different platforms um platforms like spotify apple podcast um you know, Pocket Cast, but there's one other, and that is Anchor. And uh, you hear advertisements on the on my episodes for Anchor. That's the platform from which I broadcast um, these uh, these podcast episodes. And Anchor, you, you know, it's just it's a platform. So you can also go onto Anchor, because I'm kind of based out of there, you can go onto Anchor, and you can specifically go to anchor.fm backslash creation dash anew, and you can, you can message me. You can send me a message, or you can listen to other podcast episodes, or you can even support Creation Anew. Well, guys, I really appreciate you, and I thank you for spending some time with me, and until next time, bye-bye.